Imagine a different world where the measurement of what types of accounts are prioritized for marketing sales activities are based on engagement. You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Thursday, so this is our hashtag one team episode. Sangram and someone from the Terminus team discuss what they're learning at the moment and how it applies to you. Here we go. Sangram here. Welcome to the Flip My Phone podcast. Super excited. I have Sunny here with me. Sunny, it's been like, do you remember what number Terminator you were? I think I was about 46 or so. 46 number, or yeah, so? Yeah, number 46. I would somewhere. have thought much earlier than that because yeah. if we were in the small building over there and, and Sunny has been with us and now we're like close to 200 or so Terminators and Sunny has been as a scrum master on the engineering team and now is a product manager and mm-hmm. has seen the growth and has been part of the whole engineering side of the house. And has been working on some incredible product development uh, kind of activities. And one of the topics we're going to talk about today is what's up with lead scoring? Is it dead? Is the word just too much? Is it is it bad? And we've got a lot of feedback all over the place. So we're going to really distill this myth today on this podcast. I'm very confident that this is going to happen today. But before we get started, uh, Sunny, we'd love to, to welcome you to the show and have you start with a fun fact. Fun fact, I am very food motivated and food driven. So I will actually like pick and choose events to go to based on the food. Yeah. And if I eat something delicious, like you'll often find me dancing in happiness. <laughs> <laughs> so what's, and remember, you, you you were talking about like, you know, me going on a cruise to Bahamas and you were saying that there's a place. Tell me about that yeah, place again. It, there's just a little shack on the beach where you can just walk up and they pull fresh conch out of the ocean yeah. and they'll rip it out of the shell for you chop it up, squeeze some lime juice, and then just serve it to you just like that. And wow. it's incredible, and it's the best conch you've ever had. And this is where in Bahamas? It's on Nassau. And one Nassau. Of the, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. That's yeah. great. So if anybody's going on a cruise in Bahamas, this is it. That was the value for you of this podcast yeah. already. Yeah. <laughs> well, first of all, how has been the transition for you from being a scrum master to a product manager? I honestly think being a scrum master first here at Terminus and being able to see the growth of the engineering team and being a part of it. So when I first started, there were five engineers on the team yeah. and now we have almost 30. So it's and all pretty much men. Yeah, all pretty much men. We have yeah. one female. Yeah. Hi, Wendy. Which, which, yeah, which I feel horrible about is like as a founder. Like, you know, we need to have more diversity and more, but But, yeah, I think that's kind of the way the industry is. It's very male dominant. So, but we have some incredible engineers and a lot of the role of the Scrum Master is the health of the development team, ensuring that they're adhering to the agile practices, that they are efficiently getting things through development, that they're doing retrospectives and continual improving and one of the roles of the Scrum Master is to ensure that they don't have any roadblocks, um, yeah. that they're a self-organizing cross-functional team. Yep. So having that understanding and empathy and then being on the other side of it, which I used to be the person that pushes back on product. Yeah. And now I am product. <laughs> so I typically Tables just... turn. Yeah. So I typically just take the liberty of just pushing back on myself. Yeah. You know? <laughs> The worst thing you can do is waste dev time. It's expensive. You know, they don't like it. And, you know, they want to build things that our users and customers love. Yeah. So that's something that you never want to do is waste dev time. So I think like being in that role has 
led me to really understand what, you know, what makes the engineers happy with the type of things that they like to do and how they like to work. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been a really great experience. All right. So let's talk about lead scoring. Yes. Right. So I come from like marketing automation world and Salesforce where lead mm-hmm. scoring is like was the greatest thing. I remember when I was at Pardot, when we launched lead scoring, I was one of those people on a microphone saying, it's the best thing. Finally, marketers have an edge and this and that. And you say. Well, I think at that time, it was a great thing. But I think there has been a lot of advancement since. And we have now, I'm going to talk about, you know, a different way of thinking about it. But today, I feel like lead scoring is very arbitrary. It's very difficult. And okay, so if you think about lead scoring, it is traditional lead scoring. We do have predictive lead scoring, which also has you know, some additional challenges there. But traditional lead scoring, as a marketing team, you have to get together and figure out a list of activities. So some sort of list of activities, whether it's um, a future customer, which we call it terminus, so we don't use the word prospect here. Yeah, future customer. So they need to open an email, they need to consume download some forms, they need to fill out forms, and they need to do all these activities that then you will take and assign points to. So if they do activity, you know, A, B, and C, then those are, you know, 70 points. And then that means that they're, you know, marketing qualified. So as a marketer, if you have three different members on the team, they can all think that the list of activities, number one, should be different things. Number two, that the point assignments are completely different. Mm. So how do you ensure that this is actually a valid scoring model when typically they don't have the data behind it to say that, yes, these things are worth 15 points or 30 points? And they keep adding. I remember Mm. like one of the things we used to do was put points on blog. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. we would write three, four, five blogs a week sometimes. And then a lot of times we were like, forget, oh, I forgot to add scoring to that blog. And. I don't know what the value of that blog is. Maybe let's just put five points. It yeah. was all, all to your point, yeah. very arbitrary in nature. Yeah, very arbitrary and very complicated. Yeah. And if you don't agree on the specific blog, then it could be like discussion that you have for hours and hours. And at the end of it, you still have this thing yeah. that you probably don't have sales buy-in into anyway from the beginning. So what's now knowing that that is the mm-hmm. problem, that probably somebody who's listening to this who's doing lead scoring, who mm-hmm. has probably made a career in marketing automation, <laughs> right, right. we're saying, that, well, wait a minute, maybe maybe there's a better way to think about it. Yeah. What do you say to that person who's been knee deep in lead scoring right now before you get into like this new way that I know you're super pumped and excited to share? What do you say to that person? So before we get into that, so you did do a podcast with my leader, Brian yeah, Brown. Brian. Yeah. The chief product officer at Terminus, and he did a podcast with you that covered lead scoring. He had yeah. some really great insights and the future of lead scoring or lack thereof. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so if you guys haven't listened to it, please take a listen. He has some really great thoughts about lead scoring and his role in how it was developed and yeah. the progression of it. Yeah. Yep. So imagine a different world where the measurement of what types of accounts are prioritized for marketing sales activities are based on engagement, like real engagement that that, those accounts have already, you know, done. So they're looking at your website, they're actively researching things, and it's not based on form fills, which a lot of time they will never do. So you don't have to wait to that point where they're filling out a form. Isn't that like the crux of pretty much marketing automation is like we push everybody down to this rabbit hole and say, you got to fill up a form. Until Mm -hmm. you fill up a form, you're dead to me. 
right? Almost like that. And what you're saying is that no, you you don't have to wait for to score a potentially score some account that you're focused on. You don't have to wait for somebody to fill up a form. Then how are they going to know that these people are interested? It's a great question, Singer. Thank you for asking. So we have at Terminus, we have a wonderful feature called Visitor ID. So what Mm. Visitor ID does is that it tracks web engagement, the anonymous traffic to our customer's website. And then from there, we are able to take those anonymous web visits and attribute it back to a named account. So these are accounts that you're actively targeting in your Terminus tactic with your digital advertising strategies, or they are accounts that are hitting your website, looking at great content, and you may not even ever heard of them. They don't exist in your CRM. And we're showing you that these could be potential future customers. Yeah. So I know people who are listening to this podcast, if you're not a Terminus customer, like, you know, you might Mm -hmm. be like, well, wait a minute, what is visitor ID and, you know, or a campaign or a tactic? Mm -hmm. Well, so, you know, to think of it from a perspective as the most valuable thing that you have today as a company beyond your people, obviously, is your website. That's where people are doing the research and they're not filling up forms to how Sunny's talking about. They're actually taking the time and going to your high value pages. And one of the things that we are super pumped and excited about is launching this feature that I think people should really consider. And even if you're not using Terminus, you should just think about this, is I want to know who is going to what pages, but not all the pages on the website, right. only the ones that mm-hmm. matter. So how do we do that? So at this point, we're really going for the next few minutes, really getting into Terminus and yeah. just talk about, just share and openly, like, how do people do this thing? Right. So you can have a ton of web engagement for from a particular company. But really, after digging, you, you can see or notice that they're looking at your careers page. So yeah. they want to become an employee. Yeah. So that doesn't really help you. Yeah. As or a, just a bunch of blogs that, yeah. you know, may not have full. full right. Exact, yeah. Exactly. So what we're doing at Terminus is we are allowing our customers through this amazing feature called Account Surge to identify those key pieces of content on your website that when consumed, you know, does provide that value. So they are actively researching, you know, your products that you have, the solutions that you have, they're interested in, you know, what problem that you're solving for. And that then in turn will, we have an amazing algorithm that will look at a particular account's web activity and engagement, and then be able to tell you these accounts are really hot right now. They are actively looking at all the right stuff. And you want to know that from a marketing perspective, then to be able to work with sales and prioritize outreaches accordingly. Yeah. So like as a product manager, to give you an example, we were looking at a new development tool Mm. and I was researching, you know, like two development tools that, you know, I was really serious about. And I was looking at the contact us pages. I was actively looking at the pricing pages, writing stuff down. But I would never fill a form out because we all know what that means. (laughs) You know, you're going to have somebody call you every day, you know, starting that at the moment where you click submit. Most people don't want that. They want to be able to kind of research on their own. And then when they finally made a decision, that's when they'll reach out. Imagine if you could reach out to those accounts that are actively searching your site before they even give you any piece of content. Yeah. So if I, if somebody had reached out to me when I was actively researching this product, say this product A, and they reached out and said, hey, do you want a demo? I would have been like, oh my, yeah, I actually do. How did you know? Yeah. Yeah. But what actually happened in reality for us We didn't purchase that tool until six months later Mm. because we kept going back and forth and we never got a demo and I didn't want to fill out a form. But if somebody did reach out to me at that right time, I probably would have 
gotten the demo and purchased that product six months earlier. See, the, I mean, to me, if anybody's listening to this right now and then we're really trying to figure out, like, well, what does that mean for you, right, as a marketer or a salesperson? It's really this. You want to engage with people when they want to be engaged. Yes. And, and not when, when you want to engage. It's not about you. It's about the customer, right, at the end of the day. So in your case, Sunny, as you are researching stuff, during the research, you kind of stumble upon a certain piece of, and then you get distracted. You have other mm-hmm. things going oh, on. Oh, absolutely. Right? You forget. You forget. And, and if it's not the highest priority project, you're no longer going to pay attention. So this is the point where you can be, as, as a salesperson or marketer that who's trying to get reach out to Sunny in this case, can be like, oh, Sunny is researching this. So she has not only fit, but also mm-hmm. intent, which mm-hmm. means that she clearly is caring about this and wherever Sunny, whatever company she belongs to, if that is in the right fit criteria for you, it's game on. It's a time to engage. And now you can reach out to Sunny with more valuable information because you know Sunny's interested in it. And I feel like for the last 15 years or so in B2B marketing and sales, I think either we have been like crazily going cold calling and emailing people who may not be the fit right. or the people who have fit will wait until, wait, 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 until they fill up a form. Yeah, and, and then, that's typically when they've already made the decision. Yeah, we're in a defensive process at yes. that point. So I love that. You know, as we wrap this thing up, Sunny, you know, when, we, when you think about account surge mm-hmm. and the ability for now future customers to, your marketers and salespeople to know that which accounts they're actually engaging, we also are having like unique number of people right? Right. Mm -hmm. And also like, what was the engagement looks like, right? Can you share a little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. So if you think about, you know, a buying committee, it's typically not one person. So what we do is we show the number of unique visitors that are visiting and consuming the pages that you've identified as high value content. Yeah. So we can say, you know, from this company that is already a target account, that's already been marketing qualified, that is already in the sales pipeline, five people, five unique people from that yeah. company yep. has been looking at 22, you know, of those high value content pages. Yeah. So you know that they are surging, they're highly engaged, and then now would be the time for your sales teams to prioritize their outreaches and like, yeah. you know, give them a call, send them yeah. some direct mail, do your marketing activities, things like that. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Sunny, this has been like wealth of information. So I'm going to try to wrap up with a, with a couple of things. And I want you to think about a challenge that mm-hmm. you want to give to marketers and sales as they're thinking about being proactive and helping their sales team to win. So think about the challenge. So first thing, if you're doing lead scoring, we believe that it has to be fundamentally changed because it's very complicated. It's hard to manage. It's, it's really, really challenging to keep up with it. And it need, doesn't need to be. It can mm-hmm. be simplified. So yeah. there's a better way, way to yes. look at it. With our engagement scoring model, it's super simple. All you do is identify these pages with your sales team and enter it in. And that's it. We take everything out of your hands. Like we'll take it all. We'll take care of it on the back end for you. That's incredible. The second part is, if you're looking at measurement, you're really thinking about engagement as a new measurement. That's really what we want to focus on. You can look at a million different metrics and Mm -hmm. you can say, well, I want to look at all the traffic to my website and all the things. But it really doesn't matter if that traffic is not from the right accounts and the people that your sales team really cares about. So those were the two big takeaways. So as we wrap this up, Sunny, you want to share a challenge with everybody in marketing and sales, like how can they be better at this? So I would love to share an amazing win that we had to give you a real life example. Go for it. So we had an account that one of our sales development reps were, you know, trying to reach out to, trying to engage with, talk with. And this was before we had account search. He has been working that account since the beginning of the year. So since January. Wow. And it's now June. 
and he wasn't having any luck with it. And our sales tools was telling him that they never opened an email. Yeah. So we had account search. We implemented. And they probably didn't download anything. No. Nope. Point. So, no. so there was nothing from a marketing automation perspective. Like marketers were probably saying, "Well, nothing happened. But this account is dead." Yeah. So we got the search report, and he took a look at it, and that account was listed on that report mm. as surging. And yeah. he was like, "What? Really? He? Yeah. This person? All the contacts there have not applied back to me. Has yeah. not returned any of my calls." So that day, that morning, he reached out, and because they were actively researching our yeah. solutions the week before, he was able to get a hold of someone and schedule a dem- demo with our account executive after months and months of trying to work this account. So I would love to challenge our marketing sales teams to really think about internally what they're using as a metric for how they're prioritizing their outreaches. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. All right, Sunny, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm pumped about this whole surge idea and hopefully people can go back and look at their lead scoring model and throw it out the window. So, yeah. Sounds good. Yep. See you. Thank you, Sangram. Thanks right. for my funnel community. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.